0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17 of the Reinhold Show podcast. Uh, today is a special edition. We were a guest on the Wayne Jones Show podcast. No intro needed. Enjoy, listen, and uh, we'll chat soon.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, good morning. It's an early morning here. Uh, welcome to the Wayne Jones Show. This is episode 10. I couldn't be any more excited to do this episode today. I have with me uh, a man. Who, uh, is a man of many talents uh, but uh, you know, a lot of the guests on my show have been uh, in the entertainment world have maybe been actors, been comedians but uh, uh, this guy is, uh, has all that naturally but he is uh, uh, a business uh, aficionado extraordinaire, insert whatever adjective you want that just means awesome and effective uh, he's a marketing uh, master and uh, just an all around great guy, ladies and gentlemen please give it up for my man Ryan Holtz everybody, <laughs>
0: thank you so much Yo, man, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I think we have to start off the show with one quote, and, you know, my favorite quote is, ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship, Mm. and I think that uh, in 2017, the world is evolving, the world's changing. Um, I think that uh, humanity is changing as we know it. I'm very passionate about, uh, you know, just, you know, speaking to the people, talking to the people, understanding different people, and... uh, so thanks so much for having me on your show. Look at that!
1: This guy comes in
0: with a quote ready off the hop. I'm telling Whoa, you, marketing him. is no <laughs> joke, man. It's no,
1: when done right, advertising marketing it's no joke. Um, Ryan, uh, so we this is uh, today is actually the first day that we've met yep. uh, in person. We've been yep. fr- we've been friends now online for a while. Yep. Um, uh, you know, I've seen what that you, Tinder uh, stuff, baby. Yeah. We, you know, we, we both swipe, swipe to the right, wrong. We swipe right. Is right the right way. Is yeah. Don't tell it? my wife. she yeah. get really upset.
0: <laughs> you know and what? And the fact that you're a dude that, that, that creates more conversation. She will not watch.
1: <laughs> she will not watch the Wayne Jones show. I promise. We're, <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not good at the women market, but, cool, um, cool. no, we, we've been friends for a while now, uh, online. It's great to meet you finally in person. Cool, man. And, uh, uh, not very many people can you get a sense of who they are, or how they act, just from online, usually it's like, oh, there's their photos, this is what they're up to, this is what they do. You're very active online. Uh we've talked, you've, we we've we've messaged each other. You've referred me business before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're quite active online. You still uh, owe I, me you know, that lunch. You still owe me that I still lunch. Owe you that Chris, lunch. I, still, I got that IOU. It's in my
0: folder. It's in the I'm folder. I'm trying to get yeah. away with the water, yeah, yeah. but i are going to have to buy food at some point. But yeah. so
1: let's talk a little bit about uh being online and and what's what's it like having a personality online and really, you know, being able to shine through because you're someone who you can actually look at follow your videos follow you feel like you know you i feel like your followers and people who watch you know you because you put so much of yourself into that so what's that like tell me what what it's like to to really show
0: yourself online you know what i think it's um you know the word uh, you know i always say like wake up introspective self-aware and you know with humility i think that you know self-awareness brings vulnerability Uh, A lot of people I talk to who are, you know, apprehensive about showing some of their life online, you know, it's usually a vulnerability question. But um, I think it's I think, you know, showing yourself online, it has to be very authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, I want when somebody meets me through Instagram or Snapchat or LinkedIn, when they meet me in person, it's just it just continues on. Um, you know, I don't like false representation. Mm. I've, I've, uh, went to several meetings where, you know, somebody has this huge personality online, then I meet them and it's just like crickets in the background. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) And it makes me feel like you're being shady with me. Like you're giving me some, some, uh, some BS. Can you swear on the show or no? crazy. This is some bullshit, you know, and it's just, there's no fancy word of putting it. So I think for me, you know, I always basically, you know, I kind of do an inventory check and I, You know, I I do something called forcing functions. And forcing functions are, you know, if I I have a goal, you know, a lot of people say once you have a goal, sometimes fear sets in. So forcing function for me could be something that, you know, maybe I wake up at 5 a.m. and I do a workout. So now automatically I'm already starting off my day properly. But I I really try to be, you know, extremely, extremely self-aware in Mm -hmm. terms of the vibe I am putting out. Um, I am a very private person, Mm -hmm. um, contrary to what many believe. And, you know, people in my close circle know that, you know, it's funny, like, as much as I show online, it's maybe like 7% of my life. Right. Um. So, you know, I'm married. You know that I have a child. You know that, you know, I do some marketing. You know, I you speak. dog. I am a dog. And, um, I'm um, a do- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I show those things, but, you know, other things, it's, it's for the Holtz fam, you know. And, right. And I do believe in, you know, having that kind of, you know, mystique around it. But I think that when you're in business now, especially, and for you, I know you're in entertainment, but... Personal branding is everything man mm-hmm. and I you know even if you're a corporate person you go to work and you work at a bank and you're snoozing and you're doing the 9 to 5 thing you know you got to look for ways to put your own spin on that right. you got to look for ways to be remarkable you know going to you know everybody's talking about the the world headquarters of Amazon coming right and it's like for every 21 million dollars that Amazon generates they only need 9 employees wow <laughs> Yeah. Like, so if you're somebody that's just handing in a paper resume, Mm -hmm. really? Yeah. You know? So yeah. So online, show yourself, have fun with it, engage. And if you notice, and I'm sure you can attest to this, I don't, even really show you many ads about Ryan Holtz marketing. Right. I just show you my life. And yeah. then what does that get you to do? You get curious. Right. And then you go check me out. Right. right Inbound, right. baby. Right. I don't, I don't cold call. I don't want to call you. I don't want to convince you of something you don't want. Mm-hmm. You know, all my business is, is people approaching me, sending me a message. Uh, and, you know, I've been in business with this company now for four years and I've never made one sales call. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just, right? you just show what you're about and people, you know, either buy in or they don't. Right. Yeah. The best sales pitch is the one you never see. The best marketing is the one that doesn't annoy the shit out of you. So now, so
1: let's talk about marketing. So because for me, uh, I'm in the entertainment industry. In my industry, in, in, and you know, it's similar to to what you do. Uh, in my industry, there's there's a, a definite. Um, um, thing where it's like, you, you know, you're, you're always looking for your next thing. You're always trying to build your next thing. There's nothing guaranteed Absolutely. definitely in the entertainment industry. And if you get something guaranteed, yeah. if you get that TV show or that movie, it's only guaranteed for a short period of time. And then you got to almost halfway through get ready for the start to build the next one because as soon as it's over, it's Absolutely. like look at any of your favorite stars, look at any of your television stars or movie stars. Sometimes you're like, where'd they go? I haven't yeah. seen them for a while. Yeah. They don't have the job security or even if the, you – Are in the corporate world and you have job security, and then you lose your job. There's another job somewhere waiting for you, probably around the block or across the city. But in the entertainment field, sometimes that's not waiting for you because there's always somebody there who has the next spark, who has the next thing who's ready to go. So you know, in my industry, uh, you know, we definitely have that. There's always the next thing. So as as far as the feedback I get from artists, from actors, from performers, they always talk about talk to me and compliment me on how I'm good at marketing or I'm good at sales and they wanna know why and I've done panels, I've done Mm, producer panels and stuff. How can you do that because it's not necessarily the artist's or the creative's mind to think sales, marketing, pitching, promotion. Promotion is everything in a, a lot of times in, the, in entertainment but a lot of times you have a department for that but if you're an in individual mm-hmm. who's trying to build your own brand and then get people to come mm-hmm. watch your show listen to your music sometimes it's hard because that creative mind can be like mystical and fun and let, in me zone and- let me
0: interject on this a starving artist isn't starving because their art wasn't good it's because nobody fucking knew about it now the pr- now to elaborate on that is it's a business, you know. It's like you you had you know Mr. Mr. Strudwick on, and I mean, you know, what's the odds of making it to the NHL, man? <laughs> like it's almost neck and neck with winning the lottery. It's it's right. really tough. However, do I think that the best players in the world have actually made it to the NHL? I think there's been a lot of players that were phenomenal that never got the shot, mm-hmm. and that whether that's you know they come from humble beginnings and you know mom and dad couldn't afford a hockey equipment, or they just simply didn't know how to push themselves out. On a daily basis, I try to be a sponge, and it's like whether I'm sitting at the airport or I'm sitting beside somebody on the airplane, I'm just trying to listen to to people and there's talented people out there that don't know how to actually push out that talent. yes, you know, put it in a box and then go and market and pitch to it in your industry, right? Let's look at I mean, you look at the Kevin Hart's, right? If you look at Kevin Hart, you should watch an interview. It's with Will Packer. Will Packer is uh, a, a producer. Will Packer knew Kevin Hart and literally said, man, the guy sucked at one point. Mm-hmm. He was horrible. Mm-hmm. And then he, Kevin Hart just came, came back and kept hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Mm-hmm. If I'm you and I'm the funny guy, do you know why I follow you on Instagram? It's not because you're funny. It's because you actually show me the not funny side. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to be an anomaly in your industry, don't start off with a fucking joke. Start start off with something deep because right. I'm coming in here expecting the joke, and then you're right hooking me with something different. Right. Right? That Like, automatically, you're standing right. out to me.
1: Well, that's a, that's a good point because, you know, I always say when it comes to putting on a show or doing a performance, at the very least – you better be exciting and shocking. Absolutely. If you, if you are funny, that's a bonus. I mean, you're supposed to be funny. Absolutely. Going to a comedy show, yep. you're supposed to be funny. Yep. But at the very least, you yep. better be entertaining yep. because the worst thing you can be is boring in my yep. industry, right? Yep. It's like there's another comedy club right down the street, you know what I mean? Yeah. So now tell me this because I've been, I've been wondering this uh, about, you know, I've been wondering how to articulate this to some people. So if you are someone who isn't naturally marketing-minded or promotion minded because I know people like that are going to be watching who have immense talent but might not know how to do that. What are some tips for someone who might be a creative person, a uh, very talented person, but has a hard time marketing themselves because maybe they feel like it's, you know, like, like, like it's too much or they're being,
0: uh, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, they're being, uh, they're, like, pretty, they're, they're criticizing themselves too much. They're doubting themselves. Again, it all comes into f- uh, to fear. My my biggest tips, you know, and I mean, it's a great question, and every time somebody asks me this question, I, I kind of pause a bit because I think, you know, I can roll off 10 tips, but if I'm being really authentic, even myself, every time I get on stage to do a keynote, I'm nervous as hell, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where, man, sometimes I wear a black shirt, I, like I'm sweating, I, and I've done so many of these, and people are like, man, Ryan, you probably don't even get nervous anymore. I'm like, hell no. And if you ask anybody who's great, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, if you ask them, yo, when you laced up and you did your thing, were you nervous? All of them say, hell yeah, oh, yeah. every single time. Mm-hmm. Because because I think that if you say you're not nervous, in my opinion, it's like you're not growing anymore, mm-hmm. right? So people who are a little bit more hesitant to come out and say, you know, I, you know, I'm talented, but how can I push this out? I think they have to just stop everything. I think they have to take whatever time means to them and, you know, whether it's, you know, they have a, a different hobby or they just want to sit on the couch. But they got to sit down, take an old school piece of paper, an old school pen and be really honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the analogy I can give is everybody now, because, you know, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are like rock stars, the Gary Vaynerchuks and all these yes, people. Yes. Everybody's a number one in the world. No, right. you're fucking not. Right. You're fucking probably a really good number four. Right. Not everybody's a great number one. Be self, be honest with yourself. And so if I know that, for instance, I'm a really good painter mm-hmm. and I want to start selling my stuff, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, naturally I start thinking eBay, Shopify, you know, there's so many channels now that you can do that. You know, you can message anybody who has 10,000 plus on Instagram, message them and say, I'll give you a free painting. Just give me the shout out. Right. But if you can't do that, align yourself with somebody who does have that business aspect to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I think that's, that's not me, but we're good. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine.
1: That you know adds a little bit of a, it's an alarm or something like that, I think. But so, um so, so okay, so now this is another question. So if you then if you then are this creative person and you say, you know what, fuck it. I listened to Ryan Holtz and the Wayne Jones show. He <laughs> said just take a breather and just realize that, you know, it, there's the hard work that's involved. There's hard sure. work I have to get out there, sure. I have to face that fear because the nerves you talk about, you know, it's that's something that people understand even if they are an artist. That's Absolutely. a very good point you made. Absolutely. Because that comes, even if you are an artist, that comes whether you've made the painting and now you're about to put it in your show. Absolutely. Whether you're, you wrote the song and you're about to perform it for a big crowd that's never seen you before. Absolutely. And they have to attack those nerves yeah. in that way. Yeah. So they can still attack it in a marketing way. But now it comes the issue of time management. And if they're, if they're so busy with their art, it takes a lot of time to throw up stuff on eBay, Shopify, Etsy. It takes a lot of time to do all this. So you're someone who I see. I mean, you're up early. You're at it. Mm-hmm. Your energy is very high. Mm-hmm. You 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 have like a, a, a never ending. <laughs> you're like a never ending fountain, yeah. just spewing yeah. energy. Yeah. Uh, what are how do you keep your energy high all the time? And 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 what's that? And, and what are some, what's a tip for someone who's like, look, I, man, I, I wake up and I'm tired and I'm bored. How do you keep your energy up? You mentioned
0: working out. What else do you do? Here's what's interesting about that. People always, you know, it, it's the fabric of who we are. I speak at a lot of schools and I speak about uh, bullying and I speak about mental health and I speak about leadership and I speak about entrepreneurship. I, I think your question is huge because it, it can get broken into 10 different ways. Number one is this. Our, the way the school system has taught children is to uh, pick a fucking lane and subscribe to it. Mm. And that's the worst thing you can do to a person. Uh, I spent many years in my teenage years saying, what do I want to be when I grow up? And you know what I went? I went to Grant McEwen, University of Alberta, looked on the little course load and said, what's going to fit my bill? Right. Heavy, heavy into football. Got a scholarship for football. Thank God. Um, you know, and I, you know, I was going to start. I wanted to be a psychiatrist because I really love psychology. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know was that I could do many different things that I didn't have to subscribe to one label. Right. And I think that everybody's looking for, oh, I have to subscribe to this one label. Mm. To answer your question, what, what do you do? I, I broke my, my horrible pattern of thinking in that, you know, all the teachers and principals, not all of them, but our school system is made up of uh, a teacher said it to me best. And she said this. When somebody graduates it's no different than a car being made on the Ford assembly line. You have a number. Mm-hmm. Do you ever notice like people say, Hey, when did you graduate, man? Mm-hmm. Well, I graduated this date. Is that like your fucking VIN number on your body? Right. Like, did you stop? Are right. you like a piece of like right. metal? No, oh, man. You're you're malleable. So it, you can't come out of life and say, What do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to do? And think that you can automatically place yourself. Right. That person who's an amazing painter probably is amazing at other different things. And I think that the number one thing people can do is stop trying to put yourself in a box. Mm. That's number one. Mm. Number two, if we're on a day-to-day basis, people said, Ryan, you got energy, man. Ryan, wait till you get married, man. You know, things are going to change. I got married, I killed it more. Right. It's like Bonnie, now I got, cla- I mean, it's right. on. Yeah. And then they're like, yo, Ryan, when you have a child, you you going to have it's a lot of sleepless shut right nights. It down, yeah. You're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. Man, I'm more motivated than ever. Right. It's like tweak. Like, you know, I look at my son and I'm like, you're not slowing me down. Like I I mean, whoa, we got motivation like times 10. Exactly. So waking up early, um, you know, I love my rum and my gin and my wine. And, you know, I've always loved to have, you know, sip on my drinks. And I, I look at that and I say, You know, if you have too many drinks one day, it kind of makes you feel a little slouchy the next day. Right. So I've, you know, put limits on saying anything that's going to basically hinder my energy for the next day, I have to be really moderate about that. I love that. And
1: it's tough. That's exactly how I think. It's tough. It's tough. That's amazing because that's I've said that to people about my own journey. I used to drink like a fish when I was in (laughs) my early 20s and I can still put them back. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't test me. It's different now though. But that's what made me... Dial it back when I was out in Toronto. Yeah. Was the lack of production the next day.
0: Yeah. You know, an interesting fact, and it's funny how this even came to mind, is my wife was telling me, Jennifer Lopez m- maintains her energy and her look. She does not drink. She's like a vegetarian. She doesn't even drink coffee. Mm. And I look at it, and I'm like, how are you like a zillionaire? And you got access. You don't even have to buy it. You got like Carvasse. You got like, you got like Cristal. You got the best liquor in the world. I mean, you could $10,000 bottles at your disposal. I mean, all you got to do is take a sip and they'll give it to you for free. They'll give you a oh, lifetime easy. supply. And she says no to all that. Right. And it's it's interesting because when you look at people, I think people always jump to, okay, maybe I was broke and now I want to be rich. And they're like, I want to go from broke to rich. Well, if you really analyze the rich and the one percenters in the world, a lot of them are still working like they're fucking broke. Right. It's not about broke and rich it's about the journey man yeah it's about the story yeah you're a comic you're an entertainer you have to stand up in front of an audience you are not going to make me laugh if i do not feel compelled to you Mm -hmm. if you start out your set with just jokes i just start kind of like who is this guy but the moment you start saying yo man my name's wayne you know i'm in edmonton in toronto You know, I used to have this drinky thing. I mean, you're telling me a story about you. It's truth. Now I'm... Yeah, man. Good comics. I mean, a lot of their jokes are coming from life experiences. Oh, yeah. Which, when you deliver on it, I don't feel like you're selling me. Right. It's authentic. Right.
1: That's, you know, that was the thing I learned out in Chicago. I was training at a place called Improv Olympic out there. Uh, It's a very famous improv uh, um, school and performance space. And something clicked for me. It was in the summer of 2014. Uh, I had this teacher named Jason Schatz. He's an amazing guy. And it was funny because it was a five-week program, and the first, like, it's an intense program, great teachers. First couple weeks, I didn't get much out of it. Last two weeks, didn't get much out of it. But that third week in there, I had this teacher, Jason Mm. Schatz, and I did a character on stage where I was playing, like, what the? Playing like a mexican like i was playing some sort of mexican uh doctor who was in like a jail in albuquerque or something i really put something really sort of tough and and i was doing like an accent and i was acting like i knew this whole world of 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 you know some sort of like doctor thing i was doing and after he was like he was like he was like "What, what the fuck is that he's like who he's like how Am I supposed to believe that you're some Mexican doctor in a jail in Albuquerque? Like, are you really selling me on that? Because you're making it pretty hard for yourself right now. What do you know about being Mexican, living in Albuquerque, being in a, in a jail down there? What do you True. know about all that stuff? True. You're making it really hard on yourself to connect with us and True. connect with the audience because you're, putting, you're setting the bar so high True. that I would have to have the best performance of my life, the best accent, nail all yeah. the technical terms of being this doctor, and yeah. then talk about things in, in the Albuquerque jail in New Mexico, which I don't know anything about what he said was it's much more compelling if you talk about stuff that's real to you if you find the truth in comedy and that's the name of the book that's written for improv olympic is the truth in comedy I turned around came back and I was flying back and forth Edmonton to Chicago doing the fringe festival that year and I actually was able to bring that to sold out crowds and instantly change and start telling the truth out of my life Mm -hmm. and right away I felt the audience connect so much more so you hit the nail on the head with that.
0: The thing is, too, is, I mean, what you're saying is you felt the need to create. And if you study, like, Michael Jordan had a theory, and, you know, mm-hmm. we always talk about Michael Jordan because in, you know, in some respects, he was the first human being that ever got, like, immortalized in terms of brand. He's right. an actual brand. Oh, yeah. Right? And he became a brand when, you know, he had lots of racial issues and stuff in the mm-hmm. States, which is not over with, but in the hype of it, right? Mm-hmm. so. But, and Michael Jordan, if you know his record, I mean, he didn't start out as a genius basketball player, man. He got cut. He, you know, he worked at it. However, he lived by one thing, and he said people are always, you know, fixated with creating. Mm-hmm. You know, the best leaders, when you really study them in the world, were fantastic curators, mm-hmm. meaning that they, you know, studied different people that they admired and then basically took it and, 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 and put it into themselves. There's not another Wayne Jones. Mm-hmm. There's not an, there's not another Mr. Wu over there doing the audio and there's not another Mr. Holtz out there. So, I mean, we have everything we need right here. It's just a matter of taking everything and curating it and then figuring out how to tell a story. If you start being somebody that you're not, I mean, I can smell that a mile away and then I don't even want to talk to you anyway because I'm like. Why does this guy feel so weird about himself that mm-hmm. he can't be real? Mm. You know, it makes me feel weird, right? right. You know, whereas it's tough. It, you know, if you kind of follow my journey, it's interesting, it's complex, it's amazing, but you know, it's full of trials and tribulations, literally. And I mean, you look at, um, and I know your your dad had passed away, and m- much respect, but the turning point in my life was when my mom passed away at mm. thirteen, and I I wouldn't talk about this for forever because my mom was a single mom and. You know, growing up without a father, as a young boy, it's devastating. You know, playing football and stuff like that, seeing everybody's parents in the the chair, and I I don't have any parents. And then figuring out how to be like a man, quote unquote, because I don't have that father figure. My father figures were coaches, you know, teachers, you know, people like I met. I mean, you know, even some of my friends' dads were like, "Yo, Ryan, you know, you want to throw a ball?" Yeah, you know. But but the reality is that. You know, people just have to understand, like curate, you know, and figure out what what does it for you, man. Right. So
1: that's that's a a, a crazy powerful story, man. That you you know you lost your mom at thirteen, mm-hmm.
0: and and you and you didn't have a dad growing up. So so give some, I'll give and I'll give some context on that, just to give you an example. So, um, my mom passed away, and naturally, people are like, well, who the hell did you live with? I have a sister that's eleven years older than me, but originally, my mom wanted me to go live with my uncle in Toronto. Right. So, um. Anyways, my, my uncle was, you know, basically once my mom passed away, my uncle flew down to try to get me. My dad came out of the woodwork and took him to court last minute and got custody because he was a living parent. I, I didn't even know my dad. Right. And now my mom's passed away, and her living wish was that I go spend time with my uncle. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting. At the time, because I was under 16, the, the, the court system said, no, man, we, we, you know, you have a living, like, right. blood. You're going with them and it was pay- it was pain for me but i wanted to run so i wanted to run away from Edmonton. everywhere i looked i seen my mom you know i grew up in millwoods illwoods and everywhere i seen was my mom my mom my mom my mom passed away at the gray nuns okay. you know uh, november 2nd at 2:52 2. a.m. Uh, 2016 my son was born in gray nuns two floors up wow. so talk about full circle yeah and then i think about if i would have ran from this huge issue that i had in my life where would have my character gone down the road? Right. You know, and it's you know, I was talking to my wife and I'm just like, Wow, like I'm going to the same hospital that I looked yeah. at and I was like, I hate this place. It's uh, yeah, I, I, like I associate it with just complete, you know, bad stuff. And then now it's I look at the gray nuns, I'm like it's the best hospital yeah. ever. Yeah. So it just again, right? It, you know, you you have to be a little patient with yourself. Sometimes things in life, they, they look like they're going to be a dud. They look like they're not going to work out. Sometimes I say to people, go with it. Mm-hmm. If something's really saying, yo, man, Wayne, go the other way. Wayne, go the other way. And all doors are closing. I know there's, hey, hustle, open the door. No, sometimes be self-aware to be like, yo, just go with the flow. Right. Right. In business, right? For instance, for me, if you look at a general marketing company and a marketing agency, mm-hmm. and I'm a fairly large company now, and I might be almost the most silent I'm a fairly large company and I'm pretty quiet about that aspect. Right. However, my clients, some people, they will not work with me because I'm I'm evocative. You know, I'm not gonna sit down. I'm not gonna, you know, say, okay guys, let's spend your money on this, this and that. I'm real. I don't like sales pitches. I don't like wasting money on advertising to people that don't need your fucking shit. Right. Right. I wanna only advertise and market to people that are in the market for your business. So again, I sometimes certain clients come along and I politely decline.
1: Right. You have to know when to
0: say no. Yeah, no, big time um so wow so
1: coming out of mill <laughs> so coming out of mill woods ill woods baby coming out of ill woods war 12 at, at at that age without uh you know a, a father figure that you strongly connect to mm. without any, any parents anymore how do you avoid all the trouble that you could get into in mill woods because mill woods is notorious at edmonton for yeah. getting into a bit of trouble especially yeah. back in that time right and i went to there was min a,
0: chow and then i went over to kate Chegwin, which is junior yeah. high and so how do you
1: avoid all that? because there's a lot of there was a lot of gang stuff in Milwaukee the yeah, there's a lot yeah. of drugs and stuff like that. That must have been a, a time that, there must have been some temptation or an opportunity to go that way without you know some role models I, I, how, I, how, how, do you, how do you avoid I, that
0: I, I I gave this talk at a school and i I basically said I became a professional social hallway entrepreneur i I learned how to play the social game really well. I had every hairstyle in the book, man. I had afros, cornrows. I died. Cisco was hot with the blonde hair. I did my fucking hair blonde. Unleash the dragon. I was the walk, dragon. Was the yeah, dragon. Yeah. yeah, you know, and how many licks, baby? You know, but uh. you know, it's it's one of those things, right? <laughs> so, you know, I was always the cool dude, and then yeah, you get a little generalized. Like I was at school. There's a lot of brown, a lot of Asian, white, and then you know a few black people, yeah. right? Yeah, and you know, Ella Cool J was rocking back then, and I did the one pat leg <laughs> up on the jeans. Wow, I mean, I went all out on this, right? But it was interesting because I managed to become, I was very, very, I was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. But while everybody was going out to the terminal smoking and doing all that, I'm like, okay, hey guys, I got to go to basketball practice. Right. Right? And then basketball practice, I actually sang. So I, I took choral music and played basketball. Oh. And these things really gave me a foundation because, you know, once I started playing basketball in grade seven, I, j- I got it. I started playing football for the Edmonton Chargers, which is banned. Right. Yeah. You know, I think it was about well 13 14 it was bantam grade nine or whatever and you know as soon as i went there and i felt it was crazy because i'm like holy crap i go to practice after school and the coach is like okay uh put on all your equipment and we're gonna do like 150 wind sprints right and you're just like holy crap yeah by the time you're done even if you want to do something bad you're tired yeah so i tell people you gotta get involved with stuff. And yeah. it doesn't have to necessarily and like I literally like to use the word stuff because it could be anything from art classes to doesn't have to be sports, man. It could be stand up, could be learning a different language, it could be anything you want. Just get stuff in your kids' life. And if you are somebody listening that does not have parents, and trust me, my situation is as bad as it was, not even close to what you know kids are going through. I you know, I wasn't abused the thirteen years my mom was here. I mean, I and I've been told this. Look what she did with her son in 13 years. Right. A lot of fucking parents can't do this shit in a lifetime. Right. She did this in 13 years. Right. So imagine if she was still here. Right. And it wasn't like, oh, Ryan's my son and he's the best. Well, that's no, pretty, Ryan, that's you're gonna awesome. fucking fuck up. That's and pretty when awesome. you fuck you, up. Get up.
1: Your mom gave <laughs> you a really, your mom gave you a really good gift. By being here for 13 years and yes. doing the best damn yes. job she could at 13 yes. years, because yes. you're a fully formed guy, you're out <laughs> there, you're killing it, and so that's that's a real good testament to your mom, man. I appreciate that. And, and she's she's looking down from heaven and she is smiling that. every day on how good her son how is now. How are you, right your
0: dad? How do you feel? Uh, it's tough. I mean, it, it's it's really tough. Like it's, uh, you know, what's how's funny? that changed your your dynamic in terms of how you how you approach everything. Well, Everything, well, business, non-business, relationships. I, I've always been a guy who
1: has been like, okay, look, you know, we only have one life to live. You got to get uh, out there and get it and go for it. And don't, your mom don't be is afraid. sweet, man. i
0: seen you guys at the game. At, yeah, your she's she awesome. I'm nice. very, very lucky. You guys lucky. look alike, too. Yeah, do we? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what people say, hey, that mom. too. mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> She'll like that. she like, <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> um, no, but she she's amazing, and, and she's been, you know, really strong through it. And actually, she has dealt with a lot of death in her life. She lost her mm. father when she was nine. Mm. So she didn't have a, f- a father growing up really after that, and, you know, and it was, you know, kind he was in world war two and he had mm. a, he had a bomb that went off and there was some shrapnel in Jeez, his arm, geez, and that kind of gave him like sort of PTSD and some heart Jeez. problems. And he had multiple heart attacks. And then, you know, she found him oh. one night when she was nine. So that was hard for her. Oh. You know, she, she had lost her mom. I think when she was about my age yeah. and, uh, and, and she's been around that she's been around the death and had to deal with it a lot. Uh, her just lost her sister, you know, a few years ago, and so she's dealt with that a lot. And she's such a kind, loving mm. person. And to see someone, to see her be so strong and to get through it, and she ha- she also has health issues, mm. but you would never know it by meeting mm. her because her she doesn't ever talk about it. Mm. She never complains. Her, her her she's so strong. So watching her you know, made me stronger just by seeing that. But as far as how things are going with my, you know, with my dad passing away, I've always been someone who's been, uh, you know, not afraid to go at it, to go straight at it, Mm -hmm. to do something scary. Mm -hmm. Still nervous, Mm -hmm, like you said, mm -hmm. still that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but not afraid to put myself in that position. Mm -hmm. If anything, losing my dad has shown me that, You know, maybe there was some things in his life. Towards the end of his life, he started to change. Like, the last couple years, he started Mm. to shore up the parts in his life Mm. that he felt like, Mm. you know, maybe he lacked in or maybe Mm. he didn't give enough attention to and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily – I don't think – Everybody has to go that path where, when you're facing death, that you need to fix everything. If you can start working on things earlier, the earlier you can work on yourself and and take care of those things, the better. Because I'm very happy that he was able to to come to terms with some of that stuff mm. and to make a change. Mm. But for me, it's like you can really go any day. Mm. I can we can walk outside today mm. after this podcast. I can get hit by a car crossing the street. Mm. If I did that, and people will say, "Man, Wayne really wanted to do that thing, but he never quite got mm. there," or Wayne really wanted to be that way. And he was talking about it, but he never really got there so you the time you have is now and me Mm. losing my father has only motivated me to go get it even Mm. more because now i know he's not only Mm. watching Mm. but i know that time is valuable time is the one thing you can't get back Mm. you know and that's why jennifer lopez she doesn 't do all that because mm. youth is the one thing that everybody could chase mm. if anybody mm. could pay, if a billionaire could put a billion dollars to become fifteen years younger, he would do mm. it. he 'd probably say, take my billion i 'll go fifteen years younger mm. and start it and do it all over again because we want that youth we want that time back. so time is of the essence, and that 's what it showed me it 's also showed me uh, to really care about those that are around you and really spend time and make sure you 're putting that time in mm. I, I know that there's some people. First of all, living in big cities, living in Toronto, mm. moving to LA, you have a lot of people that aren't from that city mm. that are living there mm. and, they, and their families are back home. Mm. And I talk to people in Toronto, actors, mm. comedians, actresses, and they go yeah, you know, I haven't been home in two years. And that's mm. fucking crazy to me because mm. in that two years, like how much time have you missed with your loved ones? Right. Mm. Do you think just coming home at Christmas every two years is okay? A lot of people think that's okay, but what if something happened and then they're going to live their life with regret that they didn't spend that time. Right. So I don't buy into that. I think it's important to, to, to get back home, to be with the people you mm. love, to decide what's more important in my life, chasing this money in this business or spending real time with the people I love. And if you can't figure out a way to do both you need to make the decision mm-hmm. who are you going to be are you going to be a family person or are you going to be a work person or can you find mm-hmm. a balance and i think it's possible to find a balance you know
0: what's interesting is um a few points uh i had this guy he's a he's like a youtube celebrity on my uh on my show on my podcast and we were just talking and he said you know it's so cool he doesn't have a child yet but him and his wife are thinking about having their first child and he said how cool is it that you're actually documenting something that your son or your kids can go and listen to for like eternity through this podcast. The bit its funny because people always and I always say, don't jump to conclusions yet. And I know perception is most people's reality, but you know, for me, one of the hardest things to do still to this day is articulate what I'm thinking inside my brain into verbal mm-hmm. to actually make it, uh, understandable for people because I feel like my mind is very complex mm. and I, you know trying to have these outlets you know I, I literally physically have a large head it's actually large I got when I was, yeah, I was, when I was 14 two. I was like you know I was like <laughs> you gotta wear the 25 year old guy and I only had like 120 pound body right? Right, so, right so my head was extremely right. large but if I didn't have these creative outlets I don't know what I would do with all the information Um, and I think that to your point on um, your dad and things like that it's I think, again, you know, that that generation and generation with your dad and before him was always taught. And, it, like, look at the world. It was, you know, mom stays home with the kids. Mm. Dad's supposed to, totally. you know, provide the living for the family. And in today's world, how many successful women do we know? They're They're all over the place. Me and my wife, we co-parent. My mm. wife, there's no man of the house. There's no woman of the house. You know, we run our household as though almost like a business in the sense where, God forbid something happened to me, she could do everything. Right. God forbid something happened to her, I could do everything. Right. I change diapers. I I, I feed. I, I, my. It's mo- the most proudest feeling to see my son at 11 and a half months react the same way to me as, as he does to his mother. Right. Most fathers can't say that. Right. Right. And my thing was, you know, hopping on a plane. 2016, I was on a plane 79 times, mm-hmm. right? 79 times. That's crazy. Right? WestJet loves me, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Gold rewards. I mean, I plus can't, I, all the time. I can't, I can't, I can't remember my WestJet <laughs> rewards password. No, but,
1: I'm putting the number and I'm getting the points, but I can't remember my damn <laughs> password. And I can't reset yeah, it. They won't yeah. let me reset it. But, you know, since my son's Jeez. been
0: born, I've been on a plane twice. And right. that means did I give away some business. Absolutely give away some business. I, I reformatted. I said, you know, I, I don't want to take on a client unless I can drive and I can be back home. And I reformatted my life a bit and my wife has her own business too, and, you know, we run a busy household, and you're right, I money is whatever. You know, to this day, I've never ever met a happy rich person. Mm-hmm. I've met a happy wealthy person. There's right. a difference. Right, Rich means you got money, and you're fat, and you fucked everybody over, so now you have no damn friends in the end. Uh, wealthy means that, yo, your kids still love you. Your right. wife or your husband says you're the fucking person in right. my life. Yeah. And I still got some money in the bank. Yeah. And, you know, we we, we did we did our thing, you know, right. and- I, want, I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. Right. Health is wealth. Health right. is the biggest asset. In marketing and advertising, just remember this. It's like the stock market. We day trade people's attention. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a reason I'm doing podcasts. There's a reason you're doing a podcast. I love YouTube and props to YouTube, but I was saying to Mr. Wu before this, you know, Mr. Sound Engineer, props to him. Uh, I was saying to him, I'm like, I, I physically have to take my time and watch a YouTube video. Right. On a podcast, I could be cleaning up. I could be doing everything. I could be right. reading a book, and I have the sound going on. Right. Furthermore, if I'm a cheap ass, I don't want to stream no damn YouTube when I'm okay. off Wi-Fi. Right. Right? So I can download the podcast. I can listen to it anywhere. Right. Right? And this is something that, you know, again, we're day trading people's attention. When I meet with somebody, I have a meeting at 1130 this morning after with the client. I value their time. Right. God. Right. So when somebody shows up late. Mm. Mr. Jones. That's right. All right. Yeah. Next time, value their time because it's the only thing that they have. Right. And I always say it's a humble approach, but anybody who's willing to spend, even if you like a photo on my Instagram or you comment, you literally took the time, your number one asset, to actually invest in my life. Right. Right now, you're investing your time. Yeah. No, it's true. You could be with somebody else. It's true. You could be with your family. It's true. So uh, when somebody says, Ryan, I'm willing to give you my time, Man, that's better than any president. It's you can a, ever a great, it's a great, it's a great thing
1: because a lot of uh, you know. One of my, you know, and this morning ended up being 5 minutes late for this thing. So let's let's let that put that, Shame on put, put that on the record. Shame on I was Wayne. stuck besi- yeah. I was Ten stuck 10 push-ups each listen, minute, I was, 50 at the end. I was stuck beside <laughs> I was stuck behind this humongous construction thing, right? But it's no it's no excuse. There is no
0: There's no excuse. There's no
1: excuse because at the end of the day, you know, I could have left a little bit earlier in case of something like yep. that happened, right? Yep. But this is the thing is that for me time management has always been a thing. The it's been a thing of to progress is easy you know to what? remember that. It's been a thing it, no but it's really been a thing for me. it's, it's been something I've had to work on yep. because it's 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 hard when you want to do so many things at once to effectively manage your time. Mm-hmm. So time management
0: is as something to this day
1: I need to get better at. And and you're, you, you know I was saying earlier, time's something you can't get back.
0: Right. Well, you told me before the interview. You said, "Yo, I was up on the phone late." So that's the responsibility, right? Because we right. both agreed. You know, you're gonna you're gonna cut down on drinking. You're gonna cut down on, on any bad habit. You're gonna cut down on anything in your life that you feel is gonna hinder you the next day. Right. Right. But we're not perfect. Right. But you just said it, and and that that's something you should tell your viewers because everybody always says like, and I hate people that get up there and and even at conferences or whatever, and they tell everybody, here's what you got to do. Right. And then I like they, I'm not saying you're doing this, and I'm not saying I'm doing this either. But I'm, I'm I think I'm self aware. Maybe I have in the past, and I don't mean to, but I don't ever want to come across perfect. Right. Like I'm doing everything I'm saying. Right. Like do as I like do as I do, and maybe not as I say, because mm-hmm. keep me accountable. Because I make mistakes. So right. all this shit I'm giving, you know, blogs and all that. Am, am I doing everything to the T? No, I'm aspiring. Right. I'm trying to do the majority of it. I think for the most part. But yeah, you're damn right. I screw up. Yeah. No, <laughs> it
1: happens. Man. And 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 accountability is so important. You know, facing what you're. Facing what you're
0: you're you're lacking, facing what your your downfalls are is so important. I think it's so but important. But the only difference between you and I and maybe somebody else wants to start a podcast, maybe somebody else wants to start a book, whatever they want to do, is I know I failed, but I get back up. Right. I don't sit on that, you know, pity me, you right. know, you know, oh my god, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen, you know, let's get some Hagen dazs ice cream, you know. I mean, I'll I'll get depressed for a little bit. Oh, you I can't like do that. that.
1: Yeah, you can but can't not do that. for
0: an extended no, period no, 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 of time.
1: No, 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 no. no. I, that's another point. Is is you know it's like like you cannot wallow. And people say people, and I tell people this about being angry with someone, too, mm. or being sad about mm. something. It's, it's so important that it's okay to feel those emotions, mm. but let yourself feel them for a, a momentary period, Absolutely. minutes, yeah. not a, not hours. Yeah. And if it, if it happens to be hours, check in with yourself and realize what you're going through because all that time you're spending angry or really mad at that person for getting that job that you wanted or, or wasting your time or doing this, it's all time that you could be positively mm-hmm. focusing on Focusing on yourself, mm. so I mean that's that's a, a great point. Is don't wallow in it, and it's hard. Some people aren't built the yeah. same way we yeah. are. Yeah. Some people can't get up there and face it,
0: but we all have to do work in some areas, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And I think that you know, I again with with people out there, you know, I you know, time management, something. I mean, I, like I said, I have my three AM convos with my wife because you know I'm always wanting to do several different things. And in my mind, I've accomplished nothing. Mm-hmm. So I have this thing where I'm like, I, I, you know, I want to accomplish everything. Having a child has, has, um, you know, taught me a level of patience. Because mm-hmm. if I'm trying to do a lot of things, and my son, Dejan, sitting there like, you know, he he demands time. So it right. forces me to say, Ryan, you know, take a step back. He's priority. And in a way, it's like I'm accomplishing something different. I'm, I'm raising a child. That's an accomplishment. Oh, yeah. You know, any parent out there that's time. raised a successful child, you know, to like even just the point of like to surviving be a good, yeah be a good person you know, and alive and breathing like props to parents because it's not easy so mm-hmm. you know i think that again you have to put everything in perspective I, i'm a work in progress when it comes with time because i want to do so many different things mm-hmm. in terms of punctuality that's different I you know i'm never really late to a meeting if i am it's you know something dramatic happened or something but you know i really try to keep that that being said I am very, very cautious with my time. So a lot of people extend invites and lunches and things, and I decline. Right. Because I just, I can't do it all. Right. And I have to give my time to people I feel, you know, to be honest, man, is worthy. You know, if somebody's just coming at me and hasn't built any values, you know, they're kind of right hooking me before they've given the five jabs, you know, right. Gary V style. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just like, get out of here, man. Yeah. you wasting my time. Gary is amazing, yeah, man. Yeah, he, you know, he is, and I he is, he is, and I have to give him props, you know, and I that I I read that book Thank You Economy and again people don't know my story you know google me but it's you know when I started at the dealership you know and I had no automotive experience mm. and we became the first dealership to be, get featured alongside Barack Obama within 6 months of me taking over marketing you know I literally did what he wrote in that book right. and that propelled me to tons of media and then I in my head this is where don't What's let, the name of the book? It, it's Thank You Economy by Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay, yeah, I haven't yeah. read it. It's a great book, and you know, okay. once that happened, just imagine you get into an industry, you've only been there for a year, mm. and you say it's time to open up my own company. And people thought, man, this guy's arrogant, right? And that's another thing. People, I think they're they're either too afraid to be too humble, mm. or too too weak, or too arrogant. Stop giving a shit about what people think. Right. You know, like, I mean, I have I have retrospection, introspection, but if people start getting to the point where they're like, oh, Ryan, you know, you know, maybe you're arrogant, maybe you're this, maybe you're that. I, I respect their opinion. Maybe I want to know why they think that. Right. Do I really hold merit I, and in certain ways because I'm always looking to grow? So if there's something that I did to maybe off put them. I want to be aware of that, but can you imagine you're walking out your door, man? Can you imagine you're in Brooklyn right now, looking over your shoulder doing this all the time? Head on a swivel, like you're gonna get lit up. So right. in business and life, don't always care about what people are thinking. Don't worry about if you're too loud or too quiet. Just keep moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Was na- was narcissistic? Was mm. that p- sometimes people are afraid of marketing themselves? putting this stuff out there because they don't want to seem ignorant. They don't want to seem narcissistic. Now, it's funny. That's ca- I, I think in Canada, we have a little bit more of that than they do in the U.S. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., they pay mm-hmm. and, re- and reward narcissism, mm-hmm. a- actually. And I mean, you might, you might not want to be that. You might not want to be the Kanye West and Kim mm-hmm. Kardashians of the world. And that's fine. Not everybody is. There's only two of them. That's why we know two names mm-hmm. of them. But I mean... People are afraid of that now. When I was in, when I'm in LA and I'm meeting with, you know, I was talking with a a, a paralegal and assistant of a lawyer down there mm. who works to get people work visas, mm. and uh, I'm currently getting a work visa mm. down there for an artistic extraordinary ability work visa. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she said to me, she said. Your website needs to be on point. I need to be able to Google you and see what you've done, see your videos, see who you are. I want you to put all your stuff out there. I want you to put yourself first. I want you to yeah. have all that. I yeah. want you to go over yeah. th- over top. Yeah. I don't want to have to search and dig and find yeah. out what you've done and find out that two years ago you did a big show with this celebrity and this and yeah. that. and it took me ha- half an hour to find it. They don't got time for that. Yeah. So that really kind of woke me up and said, because I'm already someone to put myself out there. But I felt the I felt the the, the lack of love mm. from others in the industry that maybe don't do that 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 might be like uh, he's just like he's a marketing you know he's marketing himself mm. he's putting himself out there he's this and that and I've second guessed myself am, am I advertising myself too much no no no, no, much? no but
0: there's a, okay let's back it up I was watching uh, Ari Spears right you know him yeah. He was on The Breakfast Club, I don't know, a few weeks ago. I was watching a YouTube video yesterday. Impressionist. and little, Yeah, literally while I'm watching, you know, Dejon's in my right arm. A lot of my life is lived like this. I'm handling business and I got Dejon right in yeah. my arm, right like this. But he said, he's like, people in the, in the comic industry think I'm very arrogant because I don't really hang out with you after. I don't really, you know, partake in these industry events. And he said, it's not because I'm arrogant. It's just because I'm focused on my craft. Right. For instance, for me, I came into automotive. The average dealership. There's really good dealerships out there, but the average the average public, the general public does not look at car dealerships in a good way. Mm. You know, they're trying to screw you over on a car deal. They're trying to do all this. For me, when I came into the industry, I wanted to maintain my integrity. Mm. I didn't do wing nights with the boys. I didn't I, you know, I don't do the golf thing where I go out play golf, not to say that people that do these things are bad, but I just stayed in my lane right. in that sense. I stayed focused. and I you know, in some ways, what I say, I'm the black sheep of the, of of my little area in the industry, Black sheep, maybe in the sense, because I'm innovative and I said, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do things like everybody else. Right. I'm going to do things differently. Right. Here's the difference between coming on social media and plugging yourself and being completely annoying as an advertisement. Mm -hmm. Just to give you an example. So, for me, I love Instagram. It's probably my number one. I love LinkedIn. With all my social, including my blog podcast, we're probably seeing a quarter million. Right. followers and reach and unique. Right. So... For me, I say, well, how can I get all that online offline? So I do random lunches with Ryan. Right. I send people direct messages. Literally, uh, I'll look at your profile and just be like, you know, I really like what you're doing. I just did something that was interesting last week. I messaged 25 restaurants in Edmonton. And restaurant owners are always saying, you know, hey, our margins are tight. And the whole minimum wage thing has, you know, been a huge topic. Yeah, yeah. And I just messaged them and said, I really love your menu. If I was to come in, what should I order? What's the best thing? Do you know how many restaurants got back to me? Now, just to give the context, I get companies because I do got a good following, offering free meals and free shit as influencer stuff. Right? They're, they're trying to get me in. Right? I you know mean, companies got back to me, two. Wow, two. I was gonna say five. And you know what? One said, two is and then one out of the two said, um, "Our menus on the website." Wow. And then I'm looking at their Instagram. They got 323 followers. I got, you know, I got 14,000 something mm-hmm. plus a pot. You know, and I'm just like, wow. Like you could. <laughs> You know? Could That's you imagine? Why. I'm asking you, what's the best thing on your menu, chef? And you like go visit the website, motherfucker. I, you know, shit. Like, I mean, I get upset because I'm like, I can do that already. Wow. So here's the, the thing. one of 25 here's, here's, impressed you. Here's where people get it wrong in social media and marketing. This is the remote control of your life, the smartphone. Mm-hmm. It is a conduit. Like at any, like we can get anywhere right now. Yeah. With this phone, we're connected to the world. Yeah. The object of this phone is not to live inside and be like, oh, hi, Wayne. You know, hi, Wayne. Oh, Wayne. Hi, Mr. Wu. What's up, Mr. Wu? And keep it here. The real relationship comes when I get, I meet, and I introduce myself through here, and then I get right here. Yeah. Because now when you see my pictures and you see my pictures, your private profile, Mr. Wu, I know. I'm going fi- to figure out why. But now when you see my pictures, you're going to be like, <laughs> Ryan. you're you, you, People you've actually met in real life, they, they, they hold a certain part with you Just irregardless. Right. This is beautiful because this is our business card where we get it, we get it, we get, we get in that bat. Right. We get to actually get the opportunity. Buy the cell phone, mm-hmm. but where we win is when we convert offline. Mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard for people not just to be oh you know like my picture on Instagram mm-hmm. to develop some sort of relationship. Now mm-hmm. people say Ryan, is that scalable? That takes time. Hell yeah, it takes time. Mm-hmm. I go through my photos uh, you know at least a couple times a week. If I got 400 and some likes on one photo or 600, I go to everybody that gave me love. Boom, 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 boom. Right. boom. Manual man, I don't use no Hoot sweet, no none of that man. No. You know do we do we come down? Just imagine some guy comes in the room. I always say when you're starting to do things online. Check yourself offline. Can you imagine somebody comes in? Let, let's 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 do a social media scenario. You should t- put in like a little like be. It's like okay. So uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna get on my Instagram just now. We're gonna give it online and we're gonna take it offline. Can you imagine somebody comes in? I'm gonna follow 25 people right now. So you come in to the room and you're like hi 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 hi, and you're like. Listen here, motherfucker. You didn't follow me back. Bye, 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 bye. Acted the way Follow, unfollow. The yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not normal, man. Right. You'd, you'd be arrested for that. Right, right, right. So it's like, Towards, why would you? Yeah. Social media is social media. Right. Hi. Imagine Ryan. I want you to come on my show. Oh hi Wayne. Who the fuck you haven't even said hi to me yet? Right. I want you want something from me. Right. You know this ain't speed dating. Right. You know. Oh, I want to. You know, I want to get lucky tonight, man. You haven't took me out for dinner, and then so, when you so, want, you want to go to Boston Pizza because it's Tuesday, past the Tuesdays.
1: So do the work offline to enhance your online.
0: One hundred percent. And then when you meet them online, this is where the machine starts to happen. You know, treat people like. I I don't know, Mr. Wu, but what's I, I was at his kitchen table. I'm like, I like your granite. Can I have some water? He's like, my kitty litter's in the bathroom. No problem, I gotta use a washroom. Hey, but dude, what's your Instagram? He's on my Instagram now. Right. I mean, look at the chain right, of events. Right, right, kitty litter, nice granite countertops. Right, it's a fucked up situation, but it works. You know what? It's a- it works. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty litter, it works.
1: Yeah, that's no. He's actually starting a new podcast called Kitty litter and granite countertops. Well, yeah, I, it's gonna I, take I, off big. I, I, man. I mean, I'm feeling you know. it. I want, two, I want <laughs> two percent
0: royalty on that. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna use this and this as documentation.
1: <laughs> Kitty litter and granite Countertop. Pat we'll yeah, back yeah, now, yeah. Man.
0: But but that's my point. Is that people just like like there's certain things that that aggravate me. You know, it's like, well, if you don't like my picture, I won't like your picture. It's like people read into things too much. Maybe you know the new al- Instagram algorithm. Maybe you're not even seeing the profile anymore maybe somebody's just busy don't always assume the worst you know like for me i try to always give love but then at the same time i you know i gotta handle business i mean yeah. i can't sit
1: on my phone all day well it's i mean it's hard man it's, That's it's, a balance. It, it's a it's a it's a balance and it goes back to time management it goes back to waking up early it goes back to you know and and man you're you know preaching to the choir on you know being in the online offline for me you know A lot of people in my industry have, like in Toronto, it's a major commercial market. So everybody, that's where they film the majority of television commercials in Canada is filmed in Toronto. Mm -mm. And when I'm out there auditioning for that stuff, they didn't want to give me commercials. They're like, I'm not really the every man. I'm too big. Mm -mm. I I look like a guy who should be like an Eastern European mobster or something like that. Or like a bouncer.
0: But these same guys, they're going to sink. And I'll tell you why. What the fuck does the everyday man look like? Right. Holy. Right. right. Come on. The the moment people started getting in the back of people's private passenger cars, Uber. Right. Right. I mean, sh- the shit changed. What is it? Changes. Know, even, even I go in the try to buy jeans. I'm like, I'm a Jamaican man. I got a big ass. You're making these jeans for a little schoolgirl. Right. What the fuck is that? Right. right. You know. Yeah. Like, it, like, what's the everyday person? I love, I love the world in the sense of, and we were talking about upstairs. You know. Uh, Mr. Wu was talking about his son, but just made you know a minor reference, saying you know you know this YouTube, you, you know it's a fine balance because you gotta we gotta take like the stigmatization off you know topics that should be stigmatized are not becoming stigmat stig, stigmatized because it's like we're getting so used to seeing everything. That's slippery slope, but I love it in the sense that you know we always talk about inclusivity we mm-hmm. talk about you know every it's an open world and i love mm-hmm. it now you know corporate world you don't have to wear a suit and tie anymore mm-hmm. you know judge, if you if you judge somebody by what they wear now i think you're completely uh i ir- more moronic because oh, yeah, totally. because i mean especially in alberta i mean you could have a guy that's in you know trade you know he's a plumber and he you know he's making 2 million a year because yeah. he's got you know yeah. so it's like who is the average guy? That way of thinking, and you're right. That's agency. I, I'm in the agency world in terms of marketing, in terms of you know brand deals and things like that. They're gonna collapse one day. And that's Soon. why I never. That's, Soon. That's why I don't give it that
1: industry a lot of love because I don't feel any love from it. You know how you get ad deals now? You become the media. Right. How many people we talked about this? Oh, YouTube sure. stars, right? For sure. I mean.
0: Even me, like I, I, got, I got so much free stuff that yeah. comes. You make people them, are you like, make them come to you rather yeah, than you go to them, right? Even my podcast, I got advertisers that want to advertise. I have not accepted any of them because I don't feel they're a good fit at this point. But once you start getting some eyeballs and people are like, you know, you know what, who, when, and how, they come to you for sure. And I've been, they you know, come to I, you. I've been.
1: That's what I tell people is I go, they go, well, you know, what have you, like, you know, what, have you done in commercials? Have you been on TV? Have you done all this kind of stuff? And I go, you know what? I'm g- moving into TV and film right now, and that's where I'm heading to. But what I've focused on, what I've focused on is the live show experience, mm-hmm. touring, getting out there, and actually reaching people. They know who I am. If I do thing it- you haven't
0: done with the live show is you haven't videoed that enough. No, I haven't been no, in enough. I, I've, I even look for that yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you got you to. Well, you gotta it's hard stand.
1: with improv comedy. It's hard because you really have to. I'd have to have a two camera or a yeah, three camera setup. Yeah. You can't just do it. Yeah. Stand up, it's straight on. Yeah. But with improv comedy, we're, we're taking you into a world of like, of like a film or a television. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's the reason why there isn't a lot of improv on TV. The only show there's ever been is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. And Nick Cannon does a little yeah. bit of a something wild and out thing,
0: but it's because it's hard to capture well, The same thing you do with improv, this right now. Right? Right? You, man, you throw up your banner, you do improv right now, man. Yeah. You do improv any day because people need to see it, and once they see it, like, oh, okay. No, you, but you're definitely right. Yeah, I've, I've, I've,
1: I've definitely lacked in that respect, and, I've, yeah. and there's been things where I'm like, Fuck! I wish that was recorded. Yeah, because we murdered it. Yeah, people were on the yeah. floor,
0: rolling yeah. around, dying. Yeah.
1: yeah, and 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 the only people that will ever know that were the ones who were in that room, right?
0: And, and, and everybody, like, once that video goes on YouTube, now you're explored to the world. And I mean, honestly, man, all it takes is one person. Yeah, and it, it, and, and just remember, it's funny if you, ta- especially when you go to L.A. And I have a lot of experience with L.A. because I played ball there. But L.A. is a different beast. You know, we got the Weinstein, right? Ooh, Harvey Weinstein, Gross. bad boy, right? However. What? And that is sick. But in Hollywood, it's weird when you go to pitch people and it's kind of like life. They don't want to be pitched to. And I I say this in marketing. The best marketing is timely. It's if you're in the market for an on air sign Mm. and I'm the company that does that. And I say, um, I'm going to take out a Facebook ad and I'm going to leverage it with uh, comedians, podcasters, and I only want to show it to them in their timeline the the conversion rate on that on air company is going to go through the roof because you're showing it to the people who actually want to buy it right. in the time that they do. Nobody clicks on an ad if they don't want to click on an ad. Mm. Like nobody wakes up and be, you know, I get on the toilet unbuck naked, you know, by the way, you know, and your phone is accessible. It's the dirtiest thing that it's dirtier than your ass and your mouth, but for sure. um <laughs> it, nobody wants
1: my phone or your or my phone or all phones. All phones. Oh, okay, good. Nobody <laughs> wants
0: an advertisement and a pitch when it's not Conducive for them. Right. However, when somebody's you know just scrolling through and whatever, they're like, "Oh, damn, that's pretty cool." And it turns out to be the guy that owns the biggest you know agency company out there. And he's like, "I really like that guy." He he calls one of his assistants. He's like, "Get in get in touch with him." Done. Mm. And that's how I've gotten a lot of speaking deals. Even and it's like, you know, somebody just seen you, and it right. can be like the secretary of the cousin of the owner of the CEO. Right. the The point is, is that when you're one person as you are, you always say, "How can I scale?" And how can I leverage? And how can I balance? Mm-hmm. Let the internet work while mm-hmm. you can't. You know why I'm really let the internet work while you can't. That's a quote. Yeah. No, that's great. You know
1: why I'm really happy about having you as a guest is because I don't get a lot of this talk. I don't. I don't get to have a lot yeah. of these talks with people because I'm usually. And he's getting free consulting. And I'm getting I'm free expensive. consulting. Yeah. That was. Well, this was the whole point, <laughs> right? There you go. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it. Yeah. I'm hustling, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, it's it's uh, it, no, but it really is. Uh, uh, a pleasure to have you because I don't get to have these talks a lot With a lot of people mm-hmm. who are And I don't want to have these talks With people in marketing and stuff like that You're not just a regular marketer oh, you, you have a lot you of personality are. Ryan yeah. And and you and I and I tell that because of how I can see how much you love your family, mm-hmm. how much of a good guy you are, how much you're not afraid to do your thing and be your own person. Mm-hmm. And that's different because you can go to marketing school, you can do all Absolutely. that shit. I dated someone who was in marketing for years, and you know she's a great person. Whatever, she doesn't have the that extra Mm. personality Mm. engagement thing. Mm. She has the rule. She's a hard worker. Mm. She works hard. She does her thing, but it's not the same. It's not the same as having uh, an engaging personality and then also having the tools. Gary fucking V. That guy is intense. He (laughs) screams. He swears. He says, I don't care. I have to swear. I have to fucking swear and do this fucking thing because that's who I am. I have to be me. And that's so important. So I'm so happy to have you on this podcast because you're, uh, you're, you're reinvigorating me right now on shit that I'm already on but I can see that like your day Remix. you know you're, you're, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but your day is is filled with stuff that I also work at but do, maybe don't put as much mm. attention to because I'm again time management me, I'm like I got 15, 20 things I'm trying to do here and they're all in different realms and it's like to talk to somebody who you know y- you just seem to be Quite focused, mm, mm. and 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 you still do a lot of things, but your focus is sharp. Mm. You, you do the self care that it, it requires to have a sharp focus, and that is something that is mm. invaluable. So I thank you very much, my friend, for for bringing that to this this show because absolutely. you know uh, uh, not only can our viewers take something from it, but I'm taking something from it right now. Cool. I appreciate that cool, man. for
0: free, absolutely for free. Absolutely. And I stole your life, baby. It's free. And I stole your life. It's Chris, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come to that. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so now uh,
1: we're gonna get out of here soon. Uh, I know you got a busy day. I got a busy day. We have got things to do. I gotta go revamp my whole uh, time management schedule now and look at myself in the mirror and realize what I'm gonna do with my life and, and how I'm gonna be more effective now uh, after talking to you. So before we go, let's tell the people, uh, you know, where they can find you online sure. and-, and what Ryan Holtz has coming up this year and what you're excited
0: about. Sure. Yeah. You know. Uh People can find me. Uh, I'm excited. I guess most recently, again, you know, new father. Uh, my family's great. Everything's blessed on that front. So thank you. Um, I was doing a keynote in Cancun in less than two weeks, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Um, it's always nice when a company says, yo, man, you're valuable, and we're going to bring you out to Cancun to do your thing. Um, you can find me at uh, at Reinhold's one on all social media. I got my own podcast, uh, at sorry Reinhold Show podcast, RyanHoltz.ca. And just Google me, and uh, I promise I will bring value to your life. Um, and if you like real, down-to-earth, I'm your guy. And uh, no pitch here. You know how to find me. Uh, when you need it, I'll be there anyway. Yeah. Deuces.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Holtz, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Google Ryan Holtz. If you can get involved with this guy somehow in your life, do it. He's a man. He's got great energy. He's got great tips. Thank you so much, my friend, thank for doing you. the show. It's been awesome to have you. Thank and uh, we'll see you guys later. Wayne Jones Show out. Peace. Whoa.